Hi, welcome to Decode Issues Unfolded. This is part 2 of episode 4 on decoding India's great slowdown. In the first part, we had seen how India grew on the back of investments and exports from 2000 to 2010 and why these declined after 2010. Please do listen to it for more insights. And in this episode, we are going to decode how India grew from 2010 by relying on the sole engine of consumption and why this consumption-led growth faltered after 2018, initiating India's great slowdown. India had been growing on an average of over 7% from 2010 to 2018, which was phenomenal considering that investments and exports had plateaued by then. And this growth was purely led by household consumption, which saw an increase from 55% to over 60% of GDP in the period 2010 to 2018. So what were the factors which aided and contributed to this big jump in consumption? As we analyze this question, there are two interesting aspects that crop up. One has to do with the savings and the other has to do with credit generated in the economy. The previous decade, that is 2000 to 2010, saw high growth which led to a higher per capita income and a wage growth which was in double digits. This increased the earnings of the households which resulted in an increase in savings, with the household savings reaching a peak of 25% to GDP by 2010. But after 2010, we see a reversal. These savings found their way into increased consumption by the households. So if we take the period 2010 to 2018, we see that the household consumption increased to 60% of GDP by 2018, while the savings in the same period had dipped by over 8%, from 25% in 2010 to about 17% in 2018. That's a steep decline, considering this is even lower than the savings rate that had existed prior to 2000s. Now, as the savings declined through the years, the expectation would be that the demand should have tapered off somewhere in 2014 due to the concurrent lack of investments in the economy. But this was not the case. Astonishingly, the reality was that the domestic household consumption saw a steep jump from 2014 to 2016. And this correlates with the transformational change that occurred in India's financial sector which comprises the banks and NBFCs. And this forms the second interesting aspect of the consumption-led growth model. The banks which had burned their fingers by lending to private companies resulting in the huge NPAs, now shifted their focus to the safer zone of retail sector lending which comprises the credit cards, consumer loans for houses, cars, etc. And the same strategy was also emulated by the NBFCs which cornered a major share in the EMI-based consumer lending, for instance the zero down payment schemes that we come across in the showrooms. In fact, the retail loan portfolio which was 22 trillion rupees in 2014 more than doubled to reach 48 trillion by 2018 driven majorly by consumer durables, credit cards and personal loans. So it transpires that much of the consumption of the households had not been based on earnings, increased salaries and savings but based on borrowings from banks and NBFCs. This had led to a loan-led growth and not growth based on actual incomes. And significantly, RBA in 2017 had raised doubts on the sustainability of such a credit-driven consumption growth for India. And true to the concern raised by RBA, the consumption-led growth tapered off after 2018 with the sole engine of consumption facing a complete breakdown by 2019-20. But before we go into the analysis of the events that led to this crash in consumption, we need to discuss one another aspect which really drives Indian consumption, though we generally fail to recognize its apparent significance to our economy. I'm talking here about the rural consumption. 
Rural households, in fact, account for over 57% of all India household consumption expenditure. And in the past decade, the consumption in rural India was increasing at more than twice the rate of urban growth rate. But the same rural India saw a reversal of fortunes driving down consumption and in turn playing a central role in India's slowdown. The government policies from 2016 to 2018 had a critical role in inducing this decline and the subsequent crash in consumption, which we shall discuss now. For consumption to grow in an economy, there is need for four favourable factors. Employment creation, wage or income growth, credit availability and consumers' confidence in the economy. Now we shall see four root causes which were responsible for disrupting these factors of consumption. The first root cause has to do with the inflation targeting policy of the RBI and the government. Since 2014, there was a concentrated effort to reduce the inflation in the economy and 2016, we saw a separate law being passed with regards to inflation targeting. These measures were indeed successful in bringing down inflation to about 4% and thus benefiting the consumers. But this also resulted in a sustained lower food prices for a prolonged period which reduced the agricultural revenue and thus impacted the rural wages. Rural wages, which had seen double-digit growths just a few years back, went down to single digits in a matter of three years. For instance, in 2013, the wage growth in rural India was an amazing 27%, but cut to 2016, it was just 5%. In fact, in some of the years, the nominal wages, wage growth of the farmers were less than the inflation, which means the real income growth that the farmers had was in the negative territory. This had substantially eroded the purchasing power of the rural economy. This decrease in rural wage growth is of much more significance to our analysis as the rural consumption forms over 50% of all India consumption which we just saw a little while earlier. And as this was unfolding in rural India, the government introduced two major policy shocks one after another which forms our second and third root causes. We are discussing them together since we are all quite familiar with these policies. Yes, I am indeed talking about the demonetization and the GST. While the demonetization bombarded the informal economy, which by some estimates account for 50% of national product and 80% of employment in India, the GST, on the other hand, due to its rugged implementation, had a disastrous effect on the MSMEs, which contribute to over 45% of manufacturing output and is the largest employer after agriculture. And these three root causes, the inflation targeting, followed by the demonetization and then the GST, cumulatively took a toll on the overall employment scenario in the country. Even prior to these policy shocks, the job scenario wasn't really great. With investment contracting, not enough jobs were being created for the nearly million Indian youth entering the workforce every month on an average. Now with the rural distress and the impact on the informal economy plus the MSMEs, gave rise to an alarming scenario with the unemployment levels reaching a 45-year high to touch 6.1% as per the PLFS, Periodic Labour Force Survey. The survey also noted that more than half the working age population in India were out of the labour market simply because there were not enough jobs being created. This doesn't even give the true picture as the real job losses in the informal sector is anyone's guess. So the true level of un unemployment could be even more. And despite this glooming situation through 2016 and 2017, the consumption, surprisingly, still kept a st steady uptick. This was enabled by the increased retail credit by the banks and NBFCs as we had seen earlier. They were more than compensating for the decline in wages 
through credit and loans which was evidently unsustainable as even RBI had raised a doubt over it but sadly even this credit led growth couldn't sustain as the credit itself became scarce after a major crisis in 2018 and which forms our fourth root cause in the month of september 2018 il and fs the largest infrastructure lender had collapsed due to mismanaged projects and lack of regulatory oversight the reach of this firm was so huge that it created a liquidity crisis in the economy now we'll not go into the details here but the conclusion is that as a result of this crisis nbfc's source of money dried out and they in turn had to curtail lending to consumers now let's consider a scenario in an electronic showroom when we decide to purchase a product we are offered with loan and attract attractive emi options by nbfc's like say bajaj finance but this came to a halt after the nbfc crisis thus heavily impacting the credit led consumption of the households and if we summarize we see that the scenario was such that the unemployment reached a record high wage growth had plateaued and the credit outgo had dried up and with the decline in gdp growth consumers had lost their confidence in the economy all these had a cumulative impact in leading to the crash in domestic consumer demand the constant decline in investment from 2010 to 2018 that's for close to a decade was ignored by the policy makers claiming that india is a consumption led success story and therefore the decline in investments will not matter for the output growth in the economy but even the visible fissures in the consumption like we just saw a little while earlier were ignored with the hope that the things will come back to normal without any policy maker intervention but the rural distress and the nbfc crisis seems to have finally done it rbi's apprehension about the unsustainability of the credit driven consumption was vindicated as a consumer spending in india declined for the first time in 2018 after more than four decades and these developments led to a domino effect in the economy and acted like a vicious cycle a vicious cycle of low income low consumption low production and low employment generation now the focus should be on how to break this vicious cycle and lift the economy out of it earlier there was a necessity to boost investments to create jobs and at the same time lift the rural economy out of the downward spiral but now with covid the scenario has completely undergone a drastic change the gdp is projected to contract in the financial year government borrowings have hit the roof with fiscal deficit ballooning and with the nations across the world looking to safeguard their economies protectionism has received a major boost investments in the private sector are expected to be dormant with the prevailing uncertainty and on top of this consumption may not see a revival as people tend to hold back on their non essential spending in a crisis situation like this as gloomy as it may sound crisis situations have traditionally been a positive turning point for indian economy you can just recollect the 1991 reforms that came out of a crisis as dr raghuram rajan puts it india reforms only during crisis and this covid crisis is no different we have seen transformational and long pending reforms in agriculture sector take shape mg narega again receiving a major boost and it does look like rural india is getting ready to drive india's recovery and growth and this forms the green shoots as in the words of our honorable finance minister in the upcoming episodes we'll explore the widespread economic impact of covid and the ways and means before india to steer through the covid economic crisis while reforming india towards the new and robust future india thank you for listening 
and if you like this please do share and follow a decode issues unfolded and uh, if you have any comments or feedback on this particular topic please do share it at the insta id at the rate of decode with cv until i meet you in the next episode it's your cv goodbye